is up, y'all? Welcome to the Trey Burgess Podcast, episode three. I apologize for being a few days late on this upload. Um, I had a lot of trouble with this uh, studio, this recording equipment on Friday when I was trying to record and upload. So the up episode on Friday did not get uploaded like I had hoped, but uh, trying to do two this week. So hopefully this one will come out on Tuesday, uh, February 28th, which is the day I'm recording, and then uh, next episode, one another one on Friday. So you get a little makeup episode today. Uh, also, welcome to any YouTube audience. Uh, the episodes have been going up on YouTube, but now for the first time, there's video stream on YouTube. Uh, it's super janky, but we're trying. Uh, you also get the inside view here of this uh, very appealing BYU-Idaho audio studio. And I don't know how to not cover up my mouth with this mic without messing it up. So, sorry the video quality is not the best, but we're trying here. Uh, thank you for all the Spotify, Apple Podcast listeners. Uh, thank you to anyone who, who's joining us today. I am excited and happy to be back. I was very upset on Friday when I could not get this dumb equipment to work. Um, the soundboard's like super complex and I don't really know what I'm doing with it. So uh, I had to get some help today to get things set up, but we're rolling now and, and we're good. Uh, but it's it's good to be back. Uh, a lot has happened since the last podcast episode when I recorded. Uh, we are post All-Star break now in the NBA season. Uh, been some busy times for me personally. Went to Vegas, had a lot of fun with my friends lost a little bit of money gambling but that that's okay that's okay just paying for the fun uh but post all-star break nba and you can already notice a difference in kind of like the the intensity of how guys are playing how the teams are starting to really care now uh it kind of is just a testament i think to how the nba season needs to be shortened and how 82 games is is obviously too much uh, there's been a lot of issues this year with load management, uh, players not playing games, probably more so than ever before. People are blaming the players, but uh, ultimately it's really not on the players. It's on the, the training staffs and the coaches who make the decisions on whether guys are going to play or not. So the players take a lot of heat. They're called soft. You know, they're criticized. But really it's it's the system itself. It's the the trainers, the coaches uh, making those decisions on whether their guys play or rest. So I think that players take too much heat, honestly, in that that whole debate. Um, but there's been some awesome developments in the few weeks post-All-Star break. Uh, I just want to talk about a few of my observations from these first couple days. Uh, been some awesome, awesome, super competitive games uh, we saw the Lakers come back from 27 down to beat the Mavs. We saw a great game between the Heat and the Sixers, the Sixers and the Grizzlies, uh, the Clippers, and the... Crap, who did they play? I forget, but the Clippers and, and whoever they played set the record for the second highest scoring game in NBA history. So there's been some really crazy games to to start uh, this final push for the end of the season. Um, the last few days, though, there's been a lot of debate kind of on the MVP race. Uh, that conversation is heating up right now. Who's going to be MB- MVP of the NBA season? Uh, the the front runners, Nikola Jokic, 
uh, Jason Tatum, Embiid. Uh, but there's been a lot of criticism of Jokic, especially being the MVP frontrunner. He's won back-to-back NBA MVPs. I think there's a little bit of like that MVP fatigue that we see uh, that I think a lot of voters are just going to vote to give it to someone else. Uh, added along with the Nuggets' struggles in the playoffs the last few years, I'm actually going to get to go watch the Joker play uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, flying down to San Antonio to to watch Spurs play the Nuggets. Uh, so that will be fun, and I'll get to to share my kind of live observations of of the Joker after that game. But honestly, Nikola Jokic has played unbelievably. I, I would say even better than the last few years. In the last the last few days, there's been a lot of criticism of him being a stat patter. Um, his game not being able to translate to like previous eras or something, and a lot of people just saying that he deserves more criticism uh, for not winning the last two years. But you cannot ignore how incredible he's played this regular season. Uh, he's kind of averaged similar numbers to the last two years, but he's shooting sixty three percent from the floor, sixty three percent on twenty five points. Like he is incredibly efficient incredibly efficient like I don't know if you've ever seen someone so efficient in the NBA so I love Jokic I I love watching him play he makes the the Nuggets just go and ultimately the Nuggets have the the best record in the Western Conference and the best record in the league or at least tied for the best record in the league with the Bucks so I don't get the Jokic hate I don't understand uh, why he's drawn so much criticism in the last few days but we will see what happens. Uh, Embiid kind of swung the MVP race in, in his favor the other day with an incredible game-saving block on John Morant. Uh, John Morant's kind of said a couple times on social media, like, meet me in the rim and meet me at the rim and you're going to end up on a poster. You're going to end up going viral. And Embiid jumped with him, went up and blocked a shot. Incredible. Incredible. And so the Sixers have have looked pretty good since since the All Star break. Honestly, they've they've played really tough. Uh, Harden and Embiid look great together. Uh, they're playing well. So I, I'd love to see the Sixers make a run. I hope they keep playing well together and they stay healthy because Embiid has been absolutely dominant inside, like he has been the last three years. Uh, I just don't know if I trust the Sixers bench and also the Sixers rotations. Doc Rivers seems to be just always doing strange, strange things. Uh, he plays an all-bench lineup uh, after his starters go out of the game, and that's kind of something that is not really done in the NBA anymore, especially in need-to-win games or when when the season starts winding down, you know, rotations kind of get ironed out. But uh, Doc Rivers continues to, to pull all his starters out and, and leave his full bench, you know, on the floor, and those are some rough minutes with just the bench in the game. And despite widespread criticism, he has not adjusted. So I don't know if I trust Doc Rivers in the playoffs just with his recent coaching record. But we will see what happens with that Sixers team. Uh, again, already talked about the Nuggets. Uh, quickly, I want to touch on the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers have kept climbing after the All-Star break. Like I said, they had that huge win against Dallas, that comeback win. Uh, But unfortunately, 
Uh, LeBron, news just came out yesterday that LeBron is going to be out at least two weeks with a foot injury. That is scary for all Lakers fans, and it should be for all NBA fans. I mean, it really sucks for LeBron because of the high level he's been playing at. And now the question is, can they endure? Um, They're still two games out of the play-in tournament right now. So can they stay afloat during these next two weeks? Can AD step up? Can Rui Hachimura step up? Uh, can they remain in that kind of that bubble kind of spot where they're, they're two games out? Uh, if they can stay right there for two weeks, I think they have a good shot of gaining the play-in tournament. But if they drop two or three further, two or three further down that list, uh, then it's it's not going to be good and it's going to be hard for LeBron to dig them out of that hole once he comes back from injury so now's the time for those those new Lakers to prove themselves it's the time for those new Lakers to step up and see what they they can do honestly but a real bummer that LeBron is hurt Um, I've also really loved the play of the Clippers post all-star break Uh, Kawhi is really stepping in uh, to his kind of you know previous role as a as a superstar in the league, uh, we know that Kawhi's had some injury issues. Uh, obviously, he missed the entire last season, and he started this season pretty rusty coming back from that injury. But in the last couple months, post All Star break as well, he's been incredibly efficient. He's knocked down those mid range jumpers with ease. He's dominated on both sides of the floor, and the Clippers look really good. Uh, we'll see how they can balance out with Westbrook on the floor as well. But Westbrook is, has looked really good uh, his first couple weeks in L.A. But, again, those lineups need to be figured out. Terrence Mann has been playing great from the Clippers. And they've played really, really well with him in their starting lineup. And with Westbrook back, uh, or Westbrook now on the team, Terrence Mann's minutes have been cut, cut. And so... It's been kind of hard to watch that for Los Angeles because you want to see Terrence Mann play because of how well he's played this year. Uh, Westbrook has played well for them, but ultimately uh, I think they they need to figure out those rotations. Uh, Bones Highland also came over during the trade deadline, and he's shown some flashes of being able to come in the game and score, but they just kind of have a logjam in their their back-end rotation uh, with Eric Gordon there as well from the trade deadline, so... Uh, the Clippers have a lot to figure out rotation-wise. Um, they've dropped some games coming off the the All-Star break, but they've played really well, and Kawhi especially has played really well. So uh, I, I root for the Clippers um, to put it together and and compete in the Western Conference. Uh, I hope they can get hot going in the Western Conference playoffs so we can have some, some really good playoff series. Uh, but... It's it's coming down really close. Uh, we still have a, a month left in the season or so, maybe a little more, but uh, these playoff positions are starting to really be battled out. And we'll talk about some more NBA storylines uh, a w- later this week, Friday, when I record my uh, next episode. Um, but today, uh, I don't know if I said, it'd probably be a little bit of a, a shorter episode. I just wanted to talk about uh, something that I read recently. Um, so there's this book. It's called Dangerous Love. And it's written by this guy named Chad Ford. A uh, really cool guy. He actually used to um, write 
uh, for ESPN. He was a writer for ESPN, an NBA draft uh, analyst for a long time. Um, but he is a conflict and, and peace professor at BYU Hawaii. And he's also done conflict and, and peace negotiations all around the world in some pretty high-profile uh, scenarios and cases. So he writes this really cool book called Dangerous Love. And it's kind of all about dealing with conflict in our lives and, and how we treat other people. Uh, his kind of premise is, is ultimately that when we're in conflict with someone, when we're struggling with someone, uh, the thing that we need to do in order to resolve that conflict and, and save relationships is to, one, see that person as a person, like I kind of talked about my quest to do last week, uh, to see them as someone who matters as much as we do. And then after that, to turn first towards them. Uh, so typically when you're in conflict with someone, we don't want to interact with them. We uh, justify our actions by their inaction or by their action, uh, meaning that we, we feel completely justified in what we're doing because they started it. They're causing the issues. Uh, we say if they didn't do this, if they didn't provoke me, if they didn't act this way, then I wouldn't respond or I wouldn't act back. And so the premise is uh, ultimately to resolve conflict, you you can't wait for someone else to to stop uh, doing what they're doing. You can't wait for them to stop provoking you or stop being the problem uh, to solve conflict. You have to be the one who turns and shows genuine love to another person. And he kind of analyzes this concept on a, a micro to macro scale, um, how it works in, in our personal lives, but then how it works for uh, large-scale conflict civilizations. But something that I've thought about a lot, and, and maybe I'll talk about this book um, next time too or times in the future because I, I really, really like it. But he, he shares a story uh, that's actually from the, the Talmud, uh, which is a holy Jewish text. And so he shares this story uh, told by a rabbi and this rabbi says, once a child got the better of me, I was traveling and I met with a child at a crossroads. I asked him, which way to the city? And he replied, this way is short and long, and that way is long and short. I took the short and long way. I soon reached the city, but found my approach obstructed by gardens and orchards. So I retraced my steps and said to the child, my son, did you not tell me that this was the short way? Answered the child, did I not tell you that it was also long? So I thought about that story a lot. I have been thinking about that story a lot um, for the past few weeks, I'd say, um, especially the past few days. Uh, the long and short way versus the short and long way. And I kind of thought about human nature and especially the nature of people today and our tendency to want something immediately, uh, to want instant gratification, and to want things to happen the short way. I think about myself. I can think about starting a podcast. And I think like, oh, I'll just start uploading episodes and I'll get hundreds of, of viewers easily. And I'll, you know, like pay pay somebody on Fiverr, $5, and they'll market my podcast and It'll just take off and be really easy and fun. Uh, and 
obviously it doesn't go like that. In my head, I know it doesn't go like that. But I think that's so often what we want when we have a goal. Uh, We want the short, easy way. And I think social media portrays uh, success, the road to success anyways, as being short. (laughs) Um, Every day on my Instagram feed, I get pushed content uh, from these people who are like, make thousands of dollars in passive income every month or make $500 in five minutes using ChatGPT or the best side hustle to quit your job next month. It's all about this short, immediate gain, uh, this short, long way. And I, I agree, it's it's tempting to think like that. Uh, but ultimately, when, when you set out to do the least amount of work possible, uh, you find, I think, that uh, true success, meaningful success, uh, doesn't come in that short term. And the way you thought was going to be short turns out to be a much, much longer and harder path. Uh, Chad Ford's point along along with this story is that the the long, short way, when we set out to do things the right way, to do things kind of the hard way, or, or at least expect uh, to put in the work, um, ultimately, like, it's, it's longer and harder in the beginning, uh, but you get to where you want to go, meaning it's, it's long and short. And that's the challenge with seeing other people as people. It's the challenge with doing anything meaningful in life, treating others uh, with respect and love and kindness. Uh, it's not easy. It's, it's difficult. Uh, it's not short. It's it's a long process in order to to become who we need to become in, in how we view and treat other people and how we view and change conflict. Um, but that long way is ultimately worth it. And so I'd uh, yeah invite all y'all to to ponder on that that principle a little bit. Uh, think about what paths you're taking in your life, whether it's the short long way or the long short way. Um, I can tell you that this podcast, it's the long, short way. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a grind, um, but we're trying new things, um, trying to be better. Hopefully each episode's better than the last. Uh, we're trying with this uh, YouTube video here. So hopefully if uh, you, you like the, the video along with the audio, uh, check out the YouTube stream. Uh, if you just like the audio, then then keep listening on on Spotify or Apple, things like that. Uh, it's been good talking to y'all today. Uh, again, a bit of a shorter episode uh, next week, or not next week, but later this week. Uh, talk more about some NBA news, um, some more insights from my reading, possibly slash whatever is on my mind. Uh, so thank you all. Thanks for listening again. Thanks for joining. The Trey Burgess Podcast. Podcasts.